Alright We're live We got a little music playing I'm, I'm putting you on to some uh, music that I grew up with in high school Okay Just uh Deerfield Beach Yeah you know Things are sped up a little bit Check this out How you feel about this? You getting hyped? Gang gang dude <laughs> Trust gang, me gang. I think on the remix of this song, I'm going to get a comment, Kanye. Yeah. Holy sh**. What'd you find this? Yo, this is like my high school personified. <laughs> Dude's walking through my... Fire alarm's going off all the time. <laughs> Dude's walking through with their Nextels. With the, remember the chirp Nextels? That you can just play out loud? All the rich kids with their sidekicks. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Just had to play a little bit of that day. That was just fun. Yo, Tyler. What up? Welcome to the show, man. Thank welcome you, to sir. the About Whatever podcast. Let's high five it up. About whatever. Hey, this has been a long time coming, man. We've been I've been trying to get you in here forever. You got a lot of yeah. things going on. Uh, Hard to crack down, baby. Well, while we introduce you, let's introduce yourself. I mean, I've known you for what? How many years now? Oh, shit. At least seven, eight. Yeah. Seven years? We'll Probably call it, right we'll around call it, there. We'll call it seven years for Dexterity. Grey Dog. So I was there like... When, yeah, it was like 2012 we probably met. Yeah. Yeah? All right, cool. Well, so that's we've, nine years. Uh, we've done a lot of things together, man. We've uh, You've studied my brain Yeah. Uh, yep. for money. <laughs> that was fun. Let me see if I can make that. It's Kobe. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Big old brick. Uh, but yeah, man, you got a lot of things going on. Let's uh, introduce yourself a little bit oh, to man. people who are uh, who are out here watching the show. You know? All right. Well, let's switch it up. Let's exchange that. My name is Tyler Lewis. A jack of all trades. I um, am from Detroit, Michigan. The Dirty D three one three. What up? Um, actually, grew up in a small town called Monroe, but don't tell anybody. Um, yeah, you just got to. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like when I'm when I'm from Florida, I'd say I'm from Fort Lauderdale, even yeah. though I'm like twenty minutes north. Yeah, sometimes you claim Miami too, but uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I lived there for a little bit. Um, from Detroit, Michigan, uh, studied neuroscience in college. Spent most of my life. Uh, at least most of my career slaving away in corporate America, studying people's brains, as you yeah. mentioned, measuring brain response to advertising and media. Um, I've started an alcoholic ginger beer company. Yep. Have um, Jack Jack Worth ginger. Jack Worth ginger beer, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, produce comedy shows. That's my favorite job, but it pays the least. Um, started an art gallery. Uh, that led to me quitting my job, quitting corporate America, giving it all up. Yeah, uh, which is actually the coolest thing I've done. Um, what else do I do, Jacob? Well, we got we can we're, we're, trust me, we're gonna get there. <laughs> There's a lot of well, things. What, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm trying to rack it through. I just I'm start, a bartender. <laughs> yeah, I just start. I just realized. Uh, like, were you doing? Were you doing the whole like neuroscience thing while you were working at? We were working together at Grey Dog. Um, for a little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. because they were underpaying me. Um, that's part of the reason why I left, but uh, they were underpaying me and was picking up shifts at the Grey Dog. Also picking up a lot of phone numbers at the Grey Dog. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been back in Grey Dog in forever. Grey Dog is a, is a, it's a good spot. Dude, I was there the <laughs> other day and I dropped 
yo, I used to work here. <laughs> and I went over, I went over to the, the, the alumni photo and like pointed at me. Yeah. I was like, hey, Oh, is that when you posted the, the picture on your Instagram? Where yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I was right behind that. I remember that hey, night. Dude. And guess what? I got a drink comp, so it was worth it. It worked. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. You didn't see anybody you knew? Hell no. I'm a. I think Jay still works there. Okay. Uh, Seiko still works there. I'm probably sure. I haven't. I have like I said. I haven't been back there in forever. But I know uh, last time I was there, I saw Blaine. Yep. Blaine. Okay. He's still there. Yeah, dude. He's okay. like GM status. Yeah. And uh, Lord knows Dave is there. Damn Dave. That, that place is franchised out now. Yeah, I had I had such a funny interaction with Dave, dude. It was so. Oh man, Dane was there for this shit. Uh. I, like, came in early. <laughs> this is such a funny story. I came in early because you know Dave. Right. Came in early. It was a, I was opening the restaurant, opening the cafe or whatever. So what? You get there, like, 6? Right. It was, like, 6, right? So there was nobody in the cafe. I was sitting at the little at the little counter on the, on the edge, like, by the cash register, just, like, reading the newspaper. And Dave came over and, like, snatched <laughs> snatched the newspaper off the table and was just like, is this what I pay you to do? Is this what I pay you to do? I'm like... It's seven o'clock in the morning. You know, nobody's even in here yet. Whatever. So that happens. <laughs> that whole thing happens. Then Dane is like training a new kid the next day at a uh, Mulberry. And Dane goes, oh, yeah, he's like training this dude. And Dave comes up and like checks on him and how he's doing or whatever. And uh, he was just like, yeah, you know, just giving him the rundown about how to like work here or whatever. And then he ended it with, and if you ever mess up and you don't apologize to me. You're done. Because <laughs> I, like, refuse to apologize to him, bro. I was like, no, this is ridiculous, dude. You're tripping. Oh, man. Good times, though. But, yeah, I didn't know you were doing the, the neuroscience thing while working at Grado. Yeah, man, that's when yeah. I was first getting my start. Well, when I was doing the neuroscience thing, I was hired as an intern. I worked with a guy who was uh, um, pretty hardcore, we'll put it that way. He yeah. um, asked a lot of you, and you had to earn your, your keep, which obviously, you know, great philosophy but you know um i started working there as an intern working for free basically yeah and then uh had to work at the gray dog and then um and then when i started getting deeper into it you know my opening pay living in new york city was only thirty five thousand dollars dude i was like shit <laughs> like, yeah and it was full time yeah full time and he's like you're starting at the bottom rung i was like yeah dude i'm starting under the bottom bottom yeah, dude <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, well, starting I, underground i, I, I yeah. even got to the ladder yet dude <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck bro you're trapped in the cave for a yeah, year maybe dude, two basically <laughs> I, I had to work at Grey Dog so I could eat. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's taking put, food out of the bag. I did a lot of grocery shopping at Grey Dog. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, dude, that's how I put dinner on the table. <laughs> but, uh, I would just show up and just be like, "Hey, uh, yeah, I'll do a Grey Dog Club gluten free bread." Yeah. So yeah. how? Wait. So how long? How many? How many days a week were you doing that? You were doing that and then working at Grey Dog. What? Because I felt like we worked together a lot. Yeah, dude. I was. I was doing like. Was it like off and on work with them? Kind of. I, I always said I was working eight days a week. Um, four days with them, four days at Grey Dog. Yeah. So there was one overlapping day, um, you know, which kind of led to my exhausting uh, work behavior that I still apply today, right? Yeah. It's just like, fuck it, dude. Hustle, 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 <laughs> hustle, yeah, hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, I uh, was doing, I had an overlap of about, I think, a year and a half between the two before I went just like straight up full time with uh, the neuroscience stuff. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. Cause like we, like I mentioned earlier, I did those, like I did, I, I don't know if I did one or two of those like studies Yeah, 
which was interesting. It was just, right. I was kind of nervous. I'm not going to lie to you, right. man. I was like, what am I actually signing up for? <clears throat> yeah. You know, like a trial or something like that, like a medical trial. Sure. sure. You know? yeah, dude, <laughs> I was a little yeah, nervous. Actually, uh, no, man, it's, it's, I totally, totally understand that. It's like most people are nervous. It's like, that's yeah. why you, what, what it is basically is like we're measuring the speed of electrical activity on the surface of the brain. And we can see like what locations of the brain light up at certain times yeah. when people are watching something. And based off of those patterns of activity that we see, we can see like an idea you know, of how to market things to them. Or yeah, whatever. and we can mm-hmm. see like what uh, what people engage with, what people remember, um, what is emotionally intense, or what type of emotion people have in response to things. Yeah. So uh, when we put these caps on, though, we always had to tell people we're like, look. Um, you won't get electrocuted. <laughs> uh, we, we won't be shooting things into your brain. Because yeah. these were always questions people asked. Yeah, I remember you know it. Because I, mean? I, I originally thought it was just, I thought it was just like one person at a time. But then you show up and you're like in this, you know, just like little room with like right. chairs lined up. And you you're, you were looking at some sort of screen. Was it a computer or was it uh, a... It was like either a TV screen or a computer screen, yeah. depending on what you're doing. I mean, I got some fun stories from doing some of those studies. Because we're always like, you know, watching how people are responding to their own social media. Yeah or tv um or like you know um anything on the internet and like you'd have some dudes there's this one dude who has come back he's a famous focus focus groupie he he (laughs) came to one of our groups we had to ban him because it was a it was a computer study and like during the warm-up portion we'd ask people to free browse on the computers that we give them. So this guy's like literally going through like mail order bride sites <laughs> as he's going. And we're, we, granted, we have a camera on his computer screen the entire time. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you know, childchinesebride.com. <laughs> Dude, this guy, and, and after the session, he goes back to it and is like, we're like, pushing people out he's like no can i stay like it's a fucking pu- public library or yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah yeah you know this is the type of guy you probably see at a public library jerking it in the, in the back back room in the stacks yeah <laughs> have, what have you have you had anybody ever, ever like freak out oh yeah oh yeah yeah like what are some of, what are some of the rea- like do people feel like uh because i can't remember it was it over your you you couldn't it's, see around yeah, you right it was yeah. just we have a we have a um a, a goggle, a set of goggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Eyes. yeah. It's almost like a visor, right? I'm sure, like people probably like at some points got uh, claustrophobic or some yeah, shit. You know what I mean? Totally. Panic. Yeah, a, a lot of people would claim that they're like lightheaded afterward, but there's just it's just the effect of like because within these visors you have that flickering light. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you know, going into a matinee movie during the day. And then walking out, and you're like blinded by light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and you yeah, feel yeah. a little loopy. It's just that quick transition between two like uh, light states that really throws people off. But you know, we had one person like, you know, rip off the thing and claim that we were zapping him or something. <laughs> uh, I felt, I felt the zaps. So we're not zapping you. See? Did you start to pay him? Yeah, of course. <laughs> my my favorite though was in San Francisco, man. In San Francisco, first of all, like. Everybody, the type of person who goes to these focus groups um, definitely is like, you know, a hustler like we are. But they hustle on a different hustle. They hustle. Yeah, that's like an actual hustle that people do. These guys are pros. They know every single focus group in the city. They always show up because you get paid cash. You're off the grid. So in San Francisco, we had a lot of um, weed smokers. Um, So, like, first of all, the brain activity was, like, really, really, really low <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like you could pick it up in the in the brain activity that we're looking at but um 
you know, there was this one dude who's super cool and had this massive afro, so we had to stick this cap over his hair. <laughs> We're, like, sit, sitting behind him, just, like, gripping, ripping, and gripping, you know? Yeah. But, like, you know, he was really cool about it. Um, and he definitely reeked of weed and was great. I was, like, sick. This guy's a homie. Yeah. So, like, you know, I was, he was laughing at all the jokes that I made in the beginning and, you know, uh, chatted a little bit at the end. He walks out the focus group room that comes back in he's like yo dude you smoke weed I'm like yeah he's like all right got some for you and granted i'm like sitting next to my colleagues who are like you know doctors <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he takes out a, a medicine bottle i'm like wait wait not here not here and i step out with him gives me a full handful of weed and just like plops it in my my hand i was like all right sick hell yeah yeah dude hell my yeah. trip um so like it's just like the the number of different types of people you interacted with, with that shit even though you're like doing experiments on them is yeah that's what's fun. that's what's so interesting to me yeah. is like you probably get to deal with so many different types of of people right and you have to interact with them on like a uh, more intimate level because you are like putting this like apparatus on them and they're basically essentially trusting themselves with you right right? which is like the which is like the big decision it's just like am i should i let this person right put this thing on my head that they might be lying to me man of course (laughs) honestly we we had a bunch of fake paperwork to make make sure it looks legit no i'm kidding Um, (laughs) we had enough paperwork to make sure it was legit so yeah you know they read through it and you know probably didn't understand most of it that means they probably it's probably real (laughs) yeah and it's it's crazy to you know think about like uh the world that we that you were just, just like discussing and and you know talking about or whatever to like where you're at now one right. thing i, I want to touch touch base on was how long because because we're, we're let's talk about the jackworth ginger beer yeah sure wait so was that how long is this was that in the works was that gray dog days uh, and just an idea no, and then it started um started about five years ago okay. um my business partner jackworth he was doing a homebrew you know gotta gotta make sure you don't run out you know yeah um he was doing a homebrew and uh, was brewing this ginger beer. And, uh, you know, he was living in um, Darien, Connecticut at the time, and also working in a brewery there. So <clears throat> he, um, you know, I, I would go visit him. He's a best friend from college, so I'd go visit him all the time. I'd go up to um, Darien. I loved Stanford because I loved going out there. It was, like, the type of place where, like, Brother Jimmy's barbecue turns into a club at night. Stanford, and, Connecticut? Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's super I've fun. never been to Connecticut, dude. dude. It's, it's, you gotta go. We gotta take it really oh, You're good. the first. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yo, you gotta check no. out Connecticut, man. Dude, Connecticut's dope. <laughs> I, I like going places where I feel out of place, you know? It's like, no, I feel you. I do, too. I like yeah, that dude. as well. I don't know if Can- Connecticut would be on my places of... I like maybe, like, uh, like Rhode Island. Oh, dude, Rhode Island's dope too. Like you know, just the irony yeah. of going to Rhode Island. Of course. I, have you met anybody from Rhode Island? Uh, yeah. I've I met have. one person from Rhode Island, she was hot or too. not from Rhode Island, but who lived in Rhode Island. Yeah, she's real, real baddie. <laughs> it's an interesting place. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, no. But like, where did where? So it started with him, yeah, right? Okay, started, but was where did your interest in in ginger or beer brewery yeah. uh, come into play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, he he was messing with this homebrew i was like dog we gotta make a business out of this yeah and he's like yeah we do um so you know we started building a business plan um just out of you know just starting out of his like homebrew um area you know and and we went through various different iterations of the plan of what uh the company should look like yeah and built it into a, a thing 
<clears throat> today that that now has you know raised almost a hundred thousand dollars is closing on a production facility in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and is about to go live. Yeah. So you know this was just like you know something that we cooked up in her, in her living room almost. Why uh, why was it Pittsburgh? Because both you he's not from Pittsburgh. He, he's from Pittsburgh. He's actually. from Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, okay, so okay, okay, Jack okay. Worth is from Pittsburgh. Um, him and I went to Oberlin College together. Shout out Oberlin. Uh, yeah, shout out, baby. Shout uh, out go, Oberlin. Go yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, we started we started the company out of Connecticut. We wanted to maybe do it in upstate New York. It's very expensive to do anything in New York. Yeah. Um, we then thought about doing it in Detroit for a while, and the infrastructure in Detroit just wasn't ready for um, a company like this. So he then moved back to Pittsburgh, PA. And, you know, was kind of getting his roots there. Now, his dad owned a bar there for years. Okay. Yeah. And his connections within the restaurant bar industry in Pittsburgh are huge. Plus, not to mention the pricing you can get on a, on a production facility. You know, we're looking at um, 15,000 or 1,500 square feet. I was about to say, like, God at, damn. You know, 1,500 <laughs> square feet. Warehouse, um, bro. At pennies on the dollar, dude. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, we're getting a really great deal. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we decided to start out Pittsburgh based off of his connections and just the uh, ability to be able to grow very quickly there because Pittsburgh is a type of place that's, like, very community-driven. It's, it's funnily enough, the only major sports city, if you think about it this way, and this is a great way to think about Pittsburgh, is it's the major only major sports city where every single professional sports team wears the same colors. You don't find that anywhere. Oh, shit. Steelers. So, yeah. Steelers, Penguins, yeah. Pirates, all black and yellow, Holy black shit. and yellow. Yeah. That's tight. Right. So the community really embraces that. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like everyone's everyone's wearing black and yellow all the time. Everyone's like dapping each other up. Oh, is that why Wiz Khalifa made that song? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was like, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I never thought of that. Whoa. Fucking learn new things every fucking day, dude. Yeah, dude. But there's a lot of really successful Alcobev companies that have come from Pittsburgh. Arsenal Cider. There's Red Bridge, which is a gluten-free beer all these companies have been purchased by like major producers like anheuser-busch or molson coors so you know because people support pittsburgh made things mm -hmm. um you can grow pretty quickly there and then you know we see an out um by building our company there yeah what's the what because i uh my uncle actually used to make his own beer um yep. what's what's like that pro what is that pro run me through that process most, of yeah. of making this of ginger beer because I mean sure. that's I'm sure that's a, a little bit of a different process from brewing just a regular beer it's, you know what it's saying? actually fairly similar you know what I mean it's it's mostly summed up in a three step process and the first step what you do is you're basically uh, fermenting you know yeast mm. and any sort of sucrose like sugar um, to create the alcoholic portion of it right so the fermentation is the boozy part. And then you got to back sweeten it. Well, how long is the fermentation process? Uh, it depends on what you're brewing and the type of yeast that you're using. Okay. So for us, it could be anywhere between four to, you know, uh, around four weeks. Okay. Um, two to four weeks generally. Um, but again, that's based off the type of yeast and how alcoholic you're trying to make it. And then step two is um, the back sweetening process where you're sweetening and spicing up and adding, like, say, in our case, like the gingers. Yeah or sugars or the special spices that we use. And then that has to process and 
you know, all kind of come together. So um, are you just adding the raw ginger? Yeah. Just raw ginger into that and yep. then mi- kind of mixing it up a little um, bit? Basically, yeah. yeah <laughs> and, okay. but, but it has to, like, has to sit for a while. And think, soak. Yeah, yeah, yeah think yeah, of yeah. it like a soup. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, and then once it's back sweetened, you then filter it, process it, and then you have to carbonate it and then yeah. let it sit again. Carbonation. How's that? How's that process work? Uh, it's like, like kind of like kind of like a simply soda. <laughs> a simple. Stri- what are those things Dude, called? Honestly, not no. Yeah, it's it's very similar. The, I fucking, I don't even know. Hashtag ad simply soda. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even know if it's simply soda. It's it's something stream. Soda stream. Soda stream. Yeah, That's dude, what it is. Look at that. But simply soda sounds way yeah, better. Dude, we should start a company right you here. You want to do that? Yes. Simply, simply soda. soda. <laughs> it's oh, a billion dollar idea. Hey, hey no one steal that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I went to. I did your. Uh, I DJed and went to your your opening party that you brought over right. to New York. So what's what's the plan with that? Like, I know you said you're going to build in yep. in Pittsburgh and hopefully grow within that area and then yep. eventually work your way out. Yeah, dude. Think of it like um, I don't know, like StarCraft. <laughs> yeah. You know, taking over little like different communities. You yeah, know yeah. What I, mean? I got you. But yeah, um, you have to start from where you're exactly from where you're making it. Of at. course, of you course. Know? So. Um, Actually, yesterday we got the lease for the uh, production facility, so that's dope. Um, congrats, that congrats. Thank you, thank you, thank cheers, you. Cheers, yeah, the, yeah, cheers dude, that, we bro. We should have popped off to that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we um, <sighs> we closed on that. <laughs> Sound effects, man. And then um, the plan is to build there for the first two years. Okay. And then kind of do an eastward expansion. Um go into new york city um go into new york and as you're building any alcobev company you have to kind of you have to get the right permitting and the right uh tax um affiliations something the right taxation (laughs) shit we'll put it that way fucking fuck corporate America. yeah taxation shit you gotta get the right taxation shit in every single state that you go to and that is either through like a distributor mm-hmm. or through an actual production facility okay so like the distributor if you went through a distributor they take like a portion yeah. of your profit yeah as their tax right we don't want that yeah okay, so gotcha. what we're gonna do is when we move to say new york we're going to and then we're gonna do this in year three uh the plan is to get with what's called a contract brewer mm-hmm. and the contract brewer is basically an OG who knows how to brew everything, and you just give him your recipe. Obviously, sign a ton of NDAs and shit, yeah. and then they make the product for you, and then send it to your way. And then you have whatever you whatever uh, your process is to distribute. You have the rights to distribute your own product from there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. It cut yeah it cuts out the middleman. Right. And then obviously because you know we know so many people in New York, going to start building those New York relationships with the restaurateurs who we already know. Yeah. You know, like the great dogs of the world or the Kikis of the world. I shout out. Yeah, shout out Kikis. <laughs> shout out Kikis, man. I haven't been back there in a minute. I, I, uh, last time I was with you, no, not the last time. There was the time before that was wild. I, I don't know if you remember that. I got so drunk. Oh, yeah. They were, like, feeding us, giving us those pictures, and we ordered, like, all the lamb. It right. was, like, a bunch of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my I, God. I, I definitely remember that. Yo. You know what I was realizing, though? The other day, I went out to dinner. I was just like, man, I don't ever go out to dinner enough. I don't go out to dinner enough. Why not? I don't know. Treat yourself. I, I only go out to dinner. Yeah. me. I mean, <laughs> I always eat out, but I'm always, right. like, getting tacos or, oh, like, word. you know okay. what I mean? Things like that. Quick, quick bites. I'm not really, like... Going out to dinner, but right. I went out to dinner the other night and had uh, orange wine for the first time, and I was just like, this is, "I love this shit." Who's, I've, it's who's all the, the new lady. Rave. 
I was with two ladies. Oh shit! <laughs> nah, they're just homegirls. Oh. Friends from Florida, okay. but uh, 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 we know we know that you, y'all from Florida do some weird ass shit though. Yeah, yeah, you know, Florida <laughs> right. is a shout out Florida, man. Weird, Yo, weird you, place. It's almost like if you say cousins in Alabama, we know you fucking <laughs> <laughs> friends in Florida. But oh, I, fuck. I refuse to be Florida man. I can't ever be a Florida man. <laughs> so okay wait so what were what were the flavors of the the ginger beer again they were like the the yeah. ones that we tried at the at the event so rosemary so the, or something yeah shit? so so the the so we have two we have alcoholic which is just og yeah ginger um but we have non-alcoholic as well which allows us to kind of sell it like farmers markets kind of it's, it's almost like if you look if you compare uh the alcoholic ginger beer to weed you can say uh weed is to ginger beer as our non-alcoholic is to cbd so cbd is like a gateway slash like in a lot of cases like yeah. a front <laughs> well you can well you can also you i mean you could also get uh excuse me you could also get like your uh, the the non-alcoholic ginger beers in bars as well because exactly. you know what 100%. i mean it's for for ginger, whiskey gingers or right. whatever else they make with ginger beer of course. or whatever and and it helps you like you you can take your non non-alcoholic ginger beer anywhere yeah like, i can i can sell it in new york or timbuktu if i wanted to yeah um so it's an easy way to get your name out there um uh, so our non-alcoholic uh ginger beer has a lot of different varietals um we did blueberry mint which is one of uh was a big hit there uh, we also had uh cherry and the other one was oh jalapeno that spicy shit yeah people love fucking spicy drinks bro. i know man i don't get it i don't i'm not a personal right. fan i like the cherry one i think that's the one i had yeah but blueberry i, I actually also had the blueberry, blueberry mint too good. that was it was good tastes a little bit like a like a blueberry mint tea yeah 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 but the the other one like when people drink like spicy margaritas or like right. I don't get it, man. Yeah, dude, I hate a spicy margarita. It's like, it's, why would I want to? I want to drink something that's like gonna refresh me, not make absolutely. me like feel like I'm getting kicked in the chest. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there was some girl who came into the bar yesterday. She's like, "I want a spicy margarita." Yeah. I was like, uh, "Do you realize you're in a dive bar?" She's like, "Yo, <clears throat> okay, wait, 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 wait." I want to know if you remember this kid. Uh oh. I met this dude at this bar last night. He he just moved. Let's see if you remember him from the profile. I'm just okay. I'm going to describe okay. to you. Okay. White dude. He just moved here from uh, Milwaukee. Oh. He said he met you at the bar. Mm. No. <laughs> ne what was it, Nico? Or whatever i'll find it later i met a, i i added him last night for sure but i can't find his did name. you meet him last night yeah i met him last night i don't know man i meet a lot of people i'm at this point like i'm a i'm a big fan of this theory that you know you can only meet so many people in your life yeah and then you just like top out i think i'm there there's so many people who i meet at the bar who are like yeah, who come in and they come in they're like hey do you know remember me? me? I'm like, no. <laughs> so what what bar are you at now? So yeah, yeah. You are really are a jack of all trades, man. <laughs> yeah. I know you and there's another dude I know uh named Katz who's like kind of similar, bro. Like yeah. who just like one of those dudes or women or whatever that just kind of like has their hand in a lot of different things. 
yet. Yeah, so I, mean, gotta, gotta, <laughs> I, I was once told, no, this is this is great. Um, somebody who I who I worked with once was like, it's really good to know a little bit about ten things and a lot about two things, because you yeah. can then you know yeah. spread your network, right? Yeah. So like, you know, that's that's kind of how I've looked at it for so long. Is like, you know, get my hands in a lot of different things. And then it all kind of comes back. There's a yawn from last night. Thank you. No sleep. Um, there, get your hands in a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I felt. I always felt the same way too. Out, they can all work together. So here's the genius: is not to not to sound conceited, but it's like, you know, the bar. Learn the bar industry. It's related to the alcohol alcoholic ginger beer company, right? Mm -hmm. um, then you have alcoholic ginger beer. Well, in events, and a big arm of ginger beer and running a brewery is running events. So then you have to be associated with some sort of create, creative production, comedy, yeah. right? That's why I produce the comedy shows. Then, <clears throat> in addition to that, you have the art gallery, right? Also arts and culture. And art galleries can pr provide spaces for events. Yep. So they're all... They all in, tie in together. They're all other, interconnected, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? And you can bring them all together. Yeah. And that's when you have, like, a massive, like, explosion. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I, I feel the same way, man. Like, I, I mean, I've always felt like that, too. Like, I, I've done so many different types of... Uh, little jobs or gigs or types of things that I feel like feel the same. Yeah. It's better to know 10 things and it'd be really good at two. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? All right. I, I never heard that before, but that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah. See but, mean. uh, what, uh, what bar, t what bar are you bartending at now? I'm at the Grizzly Pear. Shout out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this. I remember Which this. Which is also a comedy club. Shout out. Shout out. Um, Shout out. See, it's all, it's fucking, it all comes together. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I definitely, I want to, let's start, start talking about these comedy shows. Cause that's gonna, that's a long one. I mean, that's a long one, man. Because we, we got a lot to talk about, bro. We do. We got a two-hour special. And speaking of specials, this is only four forty-nine. You got ripped off. I did. We bought it from the bodega, not the grocery store. Oh damn! You know, paying those bodega prices. I support. Although I support it says the local hustle. Never from concentrate. So you know you got that good premium shit. That's straight from Florida, bro. No pulp. Yep. I, sh I was thinking about getting the pulp. I like pulp. Yeah. But I don't know how people will feel about pulp and mimosas. Dude, I I, I love a little bit of pulp and yeah. everything, you know? You got to yeah. get a little dirty sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 Okay. Comedy shows. All right. What about them? Let's, <laughs> let's, no. let's talk about the origin, man. Because yeah. that, first off, I need to, I want to say that... You met a bunch of my friends that I used to come with yeah. to, to the ones when it started outdoors at the East River Amphitheater. Yeah. Um, when it was called quarantine, vaccine uh, comedy. Vaccine, vaccine. You can't say quarantine. Yeah, well, you can't say vaccine anymore either. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Think they're going to let me come out this episode? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so vaccine comedy that started off in the East River Amphitheater. Um, that was like a big thing, man. Like, because it was during, you know, obviously it was it was during a time where people weren't, you know, bars weren't really open yet, right. and and kind of just people were still looking for outdoor things to do, and it right. wasn't too cold. Sure. Um, so that was like I remember like we would all be excited to come. It was Wednesdays originally, right? Uh, originally, yeah. Originally, it was Wednesdays in the East River Amphitheater. Byob, Byoj. Yep. 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 <laughs> there, there were both those things. Bring your own joints. Bring your own weed. <laughs> which you know, was so some of those white girls yeah. were Byok. I was yeah, like, yeah. yo, dude. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, you just go in the back of the Instagram theater. It's like the perfect area to do something like that. You know what I mean? It's, it just makes sense. Fucking white girls, man. <laughs> so wait, so okay, so you and Eli, who's your current roommate? Yeah. Um, so are you guys talk to me about the origins of that? Were you guys just in the house talking one night and we we're like, yo, yeah, we should do something, man, like was, get people out or whatever? Or actually, what? it was it was Eli is the, the the sole proprietor in the beginning. He. He was, this, he was a comic who was losing his fucking mind, so I was witness to it. Yeah. Um, and probably like a lot of the comics who we, you know, started working with is like, you know, he's got a lot of content and nowhere to, you know, perform. So he was on a walk one day and, you know, he uh, walked by the East River Amphitheater, which is in East River Park. Shout out. And, um, you know sees this massive like abandoned amphitheater mm. with nothing going on now yeah they don't they don't they rarely use <clears> it for things right right the only other thing i went there for was a weird dance party with i saw a uh, rat king there and a couple other people <laughs> yeah wait a rat king or no rat king you know uh like wiki oh uh, where, 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 yeah, yeah like they're the old collector i don't think they're really together anymore i think they yeah. all went independent but yeah i went there with a uh, mass pool and saw wiki and like a couple other people yeah, word, word. But yeah, that's really the only thing I ever seen There's it used for. There's nothing going on there. It's yeah. like, you know, they say that they're going to tear it down and create a big wall, not to keep out uh, people from the other side, but to keep away, like, hurricane, um, what do you call it, surge, storm surge? Yeah. Um, but how big of a wall, like... I know. It's just going to go right by the side of it. Yeah, <laughs> what is that wall going to do? they got to ask Donald Trump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he might know how big that wall is. Yeah, be. Jesus Fucking Christ. Fucking asshole. Uh, so anyway, so Eli's walking by this park and is like, yo, dude, something could happen there. So he, um, he bought a mic, bought a, a speaker, and um, him and our other co-producer, Pierce Morton, shout out, um, and started doing this comedy show, um, outdoors, socially distanced, um, uh, et cetera. Now I was just an attendee in the beginning, but like, you know, in the beginning, like he was getting a lot of people from, he was going out flyering. He was getting a lot of people to come in, um, through like his social channels. And I was like, well, you know, I got a good social channel too, et cetera. Started inviting a lot of my friends. Now I got involved because Pierce, again, one of the co-producers, he was doing this joke about uh, <laughs> how, how crazy it would be. He was comparing how women talk about the how their boobs get bigger when they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. He's like, what if the same thing happened to guys, but their dick got bigger? And like, he uses the mic as a prop, but he dropped the mic on the concrete and broke it. So <laughs> I came in, I was like, I'm going to come in and... I'm going to buy the mic, but you guys got to give me producer cred. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought the mic, and, and I came in, and I got I got the producer cred. Now, when I was in, I was like, all right, your social media sucks. Your posters suck. Let me take control of those. Um, let me start promoting it. Let me start getting other people in, et cetera. So, you know, I came in after they had started it, but I came in at a time where... You know, they, they'd kind of hit their own ceiling, or they had hit a little bit of a ceiling with, like, the number of people coming, and, you know, I opened up a few other channels for them. Yeah. Um, and then also improved the marketing. Now, starting outside at a time when, you know, no comics are able to do comedy, uh, this was happening throughout the city. We're not the only ones. People were doing it at Central Park. People were doing it in Prospect Park. There have been stories about it, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. blowing up over here. Um 
but we were the the proprietors of the Lower East River part. Now, because all these comics were like cooped up and didn't have any, you know, place to do their comedy, we were able to work with like a lot of like big big names, you know, early on. You know, people like Mark Norman, Todd Berry, um, Maddie Smith, um, all these people who are well known folks in say like, you know, the um, West Village in the Comedy Cellar, but also beyond in our touring mm -hmm. comics. Yeah. Um, we were able to get them on our show early on. So we started working with, with a lot of these bigger comics. Now, we went from uh, Lower East River Park then to a backyard. When it got cold, we went to a backyard in Williamsburg. Yep. Um, because this guy owned a bunch of heaters, and it was a nice, quaint backyard surrounded by you know buildings on either end. So we were there for a little while, um, up until... So between the, the months of... I think end of November through beginning of the year to through like February when stuff started opening up outside and in, in um, restaurants we were in this backyard. The problem was in this backyard you have neighbors. Mm. So uh, when we were doing comedy in this backyard, um, shut the fuck up. Yeah, so yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> you you had you had one woman who was a crotchety asshole. She's like, shut up. You're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was week one, um, and then no, week one the cops were called. Week two, the people were heckling, and then week three, we had some one of the neighbors throw a fucking egg from the third floor, hit one of our audience members in the face. Oh dude. my god! Her face like welted up. Like everyone's like, whoa! I mean, that's assault. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, it was crazy. So then we had to move out of there, but luckily. The timing of that was perfect because it lined up with right around the time that places were opening up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were able to solidify some indoor space, you know, socially distanced. It was like back when, I think it might have been March actually, when, you know, we were at 25% capacity. And, yep. you know, you could, in a 70 person place, have like 25 people. So, anyways, um, moved to indoor spaces. And, you know, started proliferating our, you know, network through these bars. Now, if you think about it this way, going back to the ginger beer, the number of bar relationships I've been able to build up from being at different bars and bringing comedy to different bars throughout the city are massive. Yeah. So, you know, when ginger beer comes, they'll hit up Parkside Lounge like, yo, guys, how you doing? Remember the comedy guy? Well, got something else for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, anyways, had been doing these bar shows. And then we were approached about midsummer by the stand, which is, you know, in terms of comedy clubs, one of the best in New York City. Yeah. Um, we got a show at the stand, um, a bi weekly show um, where we are exposed to even better comics, um, more famous comics. Like David Tell dropped in on our show recently, yep. and people are like, whoa, shit, David Tell. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and this is the type of place where, like, you get drop ins from people. Whoever you had uh, like, Roy Woods too, right? Roy Wood Jr. was on recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's fucking massively known, Daily Show correspondent, etc. Michael Costa, Daily Show correspondent. Uh, next week we got uh, Josh Johnson, who's who dropped a, a comedy. He's been on Comedy Central. He's got a Comedy Central special. I think he's got a Netflix special. So like these guys are like legit folks yeah. who are just all homies. Like I was at the bar the other day. I was at the Comedy Cellar. And David Tell comes up to me. He's like, yo, man, how you doing? Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, fuck. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, that is nuts, dude. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... I mean, it's my favorite job, pays the least, but, like, yeah. you know, the goal is to turn it into a brand and go from there. Sorry, man. Uh, so the problem, so the fun story about, we originated as Vaccine Comedy. Yeah. Right. Um, but we had to rebrand. And you know that whole story, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but we'll, we'll tell the people. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> yeah, you got shadow banned, uh, essentially, yeah. right? Dude. Yeah. We still are. And there's um, there's some future future stuff coming up. We gotta re- yeah. we got we gotta rebrand again, but uh, you know that's a whole other story. So, anyways, we re- we had a rebrand. What it was June sixteenth. I remember the exact day. Um, June sixteenth, there was a hearing uh, between the government and Facebook. Yeah, right. Facebook owns Instagram. Blah blah blah. Now the government was blaming Facebook and Instagram for the massive spread for l- having. Uh, low vaccination numbers, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, they're saying that, you know, Facebook and Instagram are allowing the spread of misinformation on their networks, which means people are not getting, they're, they're getting poor information yeah. about the vaccine, not yeah. getting it, not, and there's low numbers. So on that day, um, they started pushing everything vaccine-related down on the newsfeed mm-hmm. and basically canceling it. You know, so even positive vaccine stuff, and if if you just said vax, yeah. you know, if you said v- yeah, even if you say it in your in a story, the, right. the little disclosure in the bottom comes up or whatever. Right, right. absolutely. It's so crazy how that happens, how that works. Right. So we had to rebrand to Heavy Pet, yeah. um, because we saw that our posts weren't getting as much likes or weren't getting as much like engagement as you know they had once yeah even when we were pumping like 50 bucks into promotion you know we would get zero percent of our promotion because it's only going back to people who follow us already yeah yeah, yeah, um so had to rebrand to heavy pet comedy now where we are we're at now is heavy pet is still linked to vaccine Mm -hmm. um you do a google search right now uh, and type in heavy pet instagram or heavy pet comedy instagram we don't show up on google so we're just doing a full rebrand coming up. Well, you think it's just because of the name? Um, it's it's one, just too broad of a name? Well, or? No, because it was it was linked. If you type in, like, the exact handle, you could type, we've tried this with other things. Like, yeah. You know, with Eli's handle, like, joke of Eli, Instagram, he comes up. Heavy Pet Comedy is the only Heavy Pet Comedy Instagram. It's It doesn't come up on Google at all because... It's still linked to that old account. We just did a name change on that old account. Yeah. Right? So the origins are still vaccine comedy. Ah. Right. It doesn't register as a new name. Yeah. So we've tarnished the name of Heavy Pet now unknowingly. And we noticed even on our promotions on Facebook and Instagram, we're still not getting any new followers. We're not... We're not reaching a new audience based on the insights. We're only reaching people who follow us. So we have a new... A full new rebrand again coming up. Um, can we get an early ex- uh, preview of the name? Yes, you can. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're we're gonna call it probably comedy. Okay, that's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, and we're using the little shruggy as our as our logo. Okay. What do you mean you like that? It's a fucking badass name, dude. Pro- I, probably probably com- com- I fucking love it, dude. dude yeah, it's fucking <laughs> sick. Oh, that's what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's crazy. That's like a, that's a, a shitty story too. Yeah, because the origins being 
originated at or being linked originally registered as yeah. vaccine comedy. So right. Who knew that heavy pets would be linked to fucking vaccines? Yeah. <laughs> you know. What, where did heavy pet come from? What was what was the, the so so pet is an acronym for my co-producers and I. So you have Pierce, Eli, Tyler. Okay. So we're, we're we're fucking around with it. We had to, we had to do a quick rebrand. Um, shout out to my dude Morgan Whipple who helped make push that through too. He did a full like a full like uh, catalog of fat pets. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Nor- normal pets like yeah. fat lions and pandas, etc. So we did it over a week, and we're just like fuck, like P E T P E T. Oh, that spells pet. We're like we're like tep. Uh, ept, you know, like playing with our, the letters of our names. Yeah, yeah. And when pet came up, we're like heavy pet, heavy petting, huh? Funny. And then like you know, having the fat pets as our as our collateral was kind yeah. of the, the big idea behind it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, but okay. we didn't love it. That's why we. That's why we're we're coming to going to probably, probably comedy. comedy. But <laughs> shit, good. what if somebody takes us, bro? Oh, dude, this episode. <laughs> what this, this episode's coming out on Wednesday, so. Dude. I'll probably whoop their ass. <laughs> <laughs> gang, gang, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> Yo, fucking hilarious. Yeah, bro. <coughs> oh, God. Yeah, I just almost messed up that one right there. Yeah, you almost messed up that mic. I hope they clean it afterwards. Oh, yeah, they got to. Let me. We drank. We're, we're basic, dude. Mimosas on a Sunday. Dude, I fucking. You got the eggs on the way? Actually, yeah, no, I'm cooking. Like, uh-huh. you know the kitchen that you walked past when you were oh, yeah. in the going to the bathroom? Yeah. Um, I usually cook out of there every Sunday. People join up. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I do waffles. And- Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Pancakes Can you tell the members of the co-op To bring some goddamn toilet paper yeah. <laughs> My friend had to wipe his ass with his hand today Because I had to fucking Fucking waddle to a different Fucking Or like stall, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Luckily nobody's really ever in there Yeah, dude. <laughs> It looks like someone was in there you Just taking like... all the toilet paper Dude <laughs> The last person in there was a mummy. <laughs> yeah. Just said the mummy had to get dressed, take it on the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we go from heavy pet comedy to my pet farm. Oh, my pet ram. The my pet ram. My pet ram. The art gallery that you have. Lots of pets, bro. Yeah, what's up with that? What is the same thing? No, it was completely by chance. Yeah, so if if whoever's listening, put a uh, shout out where you're at. It's what, 83 Hester? Um, 48 Hester. 48 Hester. Yeah. 48 Hester. Yeah, Ludlow and the Hester. Um, yeah. Describe me the gallery for a little bit, because I've only seen the one exhibit, the yeah. basketball one. That was, that was a, that was a The opening one. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's rewind a little bit. Let's go to the event that you DJed, okay? The event that you DJed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the, Jack- the Jackworth Ginger Beer event, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um... We found that space because the neighbors um, over there, Leisure Center, the guys who run the vintage store, yeah. um, I was asking him, like, dude, I want to do a pop-up. Where do we go? And he told me about this, like, empty gallery that's right next door. I'm like, fuck yeah, all right. Um, so we did the event there, and the price was right for the daily rate. I was like, well, if the day rate's this low on this gallery, um, I wonder what the monthly is. And the monthly was equally low. Yeah. They were looking to, looking to sell it, so or just uh, pass it along and get somebody in there. So 
at that time, another person who was involved uh, with the pop-up that we did does basketball art and art himself has also worked uh, with a few different gallerists um, and has been wanting to open My Pet Ram for a while. I, I approached him. I was like, hey, man, this place is built out for a gallery. Why don't we just open a gallery? Yeah. And he's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, sure. Damn, fuck uh, let's bring My Pet Ram to New York because yeah. he was initially trying to do it in Santa Barbara. So, you know, we brought it to New York City. Um, we opened um, June 11th with our first show, the basketball show. And this basketball show was kind of a long, long time coming for my partner, Marcelo, um, on that as well because because he's always wanted to do this basketball show he's curated it already he's made contacts with like all the artists involved so we opened up um with all basketball related art 13 different artists yep. um all featuring and celebrating the art of basketball right mm -hmm. but if you think about basketball it's like there's a lot more to it it's like you know such a cultural um, thing that that's brought together so many different community communities and you know because of the type of and the nature of the sport where nobody's wearing helmets yeah. nobody's like covering their faces like these um, athletes have become icons and you know the, these are mostly black athletes coming from you know the inner city in your inner cities of America also working like closely with rappers and bringing together like all this now, what we see mainstream art yeah. into the, the forefront. And artists have gotten involved and fucking fallen in love with these guys yeah, as yeah, icons yeah. themselves and started painting them as like iconic portraits. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so had a lot of really great work um, featuring a lot of these athletes in um that f that first uh, that first show. So you but you know, I got into it on a whim. I was like, fuck it, like I hate my job. Um, that was the neuroscience job. I hate my job. I have some money sitting around. Mm. Let's do something crazy. Yeah. And we started the gallery. That's sick, man. Yeah. 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 And it's crazy because you, you've just dropped the, the whole like advertising neuroscience uh, path that you took. Totally. Right? Totally. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, when you told that, when you told that to me, uh, I think it was probably the last time I hung out, you, you told me that you don't do anything in that world anymore. I was no. like, Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you, man. You know what Thank I'm saying? Thank you. Hey, dude. Um, the non-compete had something to do with that, too, but thanks to Biden. There ain't no non-compete no more. Um, but also, like, I... I don't know. I, I've, I've gotten to this point where I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to work for nobody else anymore. Same. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I've spent too much time, you know, having to answer to other people's expectations, but those are their expectations, and expectations are so personal. It's like, why not only have to live up to your own expectations for yourself? You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, and you know that's that's where I'm at. I'm just like and so jaded. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel you, man. This is yeah. There's so many people who are like so comfortable in that in that space, which is great. Like good for them. Like they need that structure. But I I work best out of structure. You know. What yeah, I mean? like, I'm like fifty fifty on that. Like yeah. sometimes I love structure. Sometimes I'm like you know. But at the same time, it's like you can be. As an entrepreneur, you can be the one that brings your own structure to your own life, and right. rather than having to depend on somebody to provide that structure for you. Sure, sure, it sure. It just it just comes down to a uh, a matter of uh, self discipline. Sure, right. Sure. Essentially, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you want to just take that plunge, and you know, it's like working from home, right? right. Oh, it's dude. like 
<laughs> it's like working from home. Like you yeah. have to like get up and like motivate yourself to like get out. But before that, you had a reason to. You were like get up, you'd go to the office, whatever right. it may be, you know. But now you're stuck in a fucking house, right? Your whole the whole day. Well, I mean, well, I I think that's 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 a lot of what led to me leaving too. Is like, yeah. you know, working from home every single day. You wake up at nine o'clock, and roll right over to your fucking zoom meeting and you're forced to be on camera at nine o'clock in your house but <laughs> yeah. also look presentable but you got hairs coming out every which way yeah um and then you know your boss comments on like the way you look on zoom i'm like well dumb, i don't want to turn on my fucking camera i'm working <laughs> from home i don't care that you put on a custom suit to get on a zoom call you bitch <laughs> he's uh -huh. only wearing the top though <laughs> uh -huh. he's in shorts underneath Oh, on I the thought, bottom, yeah, I just pictured him wearing nothing. <laughs> I was like, HR. I mean, hey, yeah, just ass all out <laughs> oh, on his leather chair. Sick dude, <laughs> he probably took all that toilet paper. <laughs> uh, anyway, but like, yeah, dude, like, you know, you wake up at nine and you're on Zoom meetings all day long, yeah. right? And there's there's been studies on how it is not healthy for you to look at yourself that long throughout the day yeah. right and there's like many and i'm like we're a neuroscience company why don't we pay attention to these things because like we're on meetings all day long until four o'clock literally back to back to back then you're expected to put together a deck and put yeah. together other things well you do the math you got to end up working till 9 p.m yeah, yeah, yeah so you're yeah. putting in 12 hour days at the same time like not leaving your house because you have this pressure to get shit done but you can't get shit done because your mind is always elsewhere mm -hmm. and you're just like you can't focus on the task because you have like a cat you have to feed yourself you know, <laughs> some shit like that some yeah, some yeah. variable of that yeah, yeah, yeah and it just becomes like a vicious cycle and that vicious cycle is like also a lot of the reason why i was just like i can't do this anymore yeah. i hit a wall I hit a mental wall. It was like, you know, they'd cut my pay anyways. So I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Company infected by COVID cut my pay. And also, you're asking me for 110% when you just cut my pay by 40%? Like, suck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> for like, real, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, man. Well, now you got the comedy show. Now you got the gallery. How much more time you got at the gallery? Or wait. Tell me, how, how do you even meet the artists to, that you get to feature their art sure. in the gallery? Um, dude, Instagram is an incredible thing. Yep. Usually, like, mostly through Instagram, to be honest And what, do like, you, like, offer them a, uh, you know, they you obviously offer them a c cut of what they sell. Of course, or, yeah. Or yeah. You, take, you take a cut of what we, they we sell. We take a cut, yeah. I mean, the gallery world is interesting. It's, it's yeah. something I've learned a lot about recently. It's like, look, you work with an artist, you feature their art, and then, you know, you work out some sort of agreement on, you know, how you price it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. For the artists, it gives them an opportunity to, you know, put their art out there. Yeah. And, like, you know, visibility is key in the art world. Um, for us, we get an opportunity to help them sell their art mm -hmm. and use our network of, of collectors to, you know, introduce them to a new artist or something yeah so it's a it's a very mutually beneficial um world um which is which is really cool to work in it's like it's again like looking at comedy same thing it's like you know a lot of the comics who we work with like you know we'll we'll pay them but they want our 
you know, network as well, right? So they'd be willing to do our show for a little bit less sometimes because they want this new group of people, right? You know, like mo most of the things that we, we pride ourselves on um, in both the art gallery and the comedy um, is like we have a very unique audience, mm -hmm. right? From the art side, you know, we like to work because of where we're at and where we're located in the Lower East Side and like our network, we're catering to like a new collector, right? Uh, from the comedy side, we're catering to a group of people who don't necessarily always seek out comedy. Word. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. comedy is like such a unique thing. Like people go to the West Village to go see comedy, McDougal Street. That's where comedy lives, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, we're able to bring in people and be like, hey, you might like a comedy show. And that person's like, hey, I think you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyways, getting back to how we meet these folks, uh, even through the comedy thing, is like just DMing folks, you know, like DMing people who you're fans of. But also, like, there is some art into, you know, how you're curating these shows. And, like, obviously, like, you do some research before you just go willy-nilly DMing somebody. But mostly DMs and Instagram have been the biggest way of, of communicating with any artist that I yeah. work with. Word. That is crazy, too, because, I mean, essentially, that's how I've, you know, with this show especially, too. A lot of the guests, I mean, no, nah, I can't, I don't know. Actually, I've, I know a lot of the guests. But, yeah, we always discuss things through, or I'm always getting referred to people through Instagram. Somebody will send me, like, yo, you got to check this person out, right. or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. you DM'd me. <laughs> I was like, bitch, you got my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I DM you asking to do the show, or did I text you? To, no, you texted me. You said, you texted me, said, yo, let's fuck it, fuck it, let's do a show. Yeah, dude. Let's do a show this weekend or whatever. I was like, all dude, right. I don't blow up my spot like that. <laughs> yeah, you texted me, motherfucker. Yeah. How, we out? We killed it? Yeah, we killed it. I'm, I'm killing the rest of it. I'm the fuck guest. It. Fuck it. I'm the guest. I'm, I'm about to kill you with that bottle, bro. Damn. Is this the part of the show where we just say chopping it up, dude? <laughs> yeah, no, this is the part where we just kind of hang out, you know? Let me just pretend like I poured some in there, so I'll just pour a little... Uh... All right, but so what's next, though? So what's next uh, for the gallery? What's next for the, the yeah, comedy right. shows? Tell people about where they can come to see these things, too, Word as well. Shit. I hope they go to pencil and pen. Um, all right, so uh, comedy shows. Um, you heard about the rebrand. Uh, we're going to be... Announcing that rebrand officially at the end of well, we gave ourselves to November first. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, okay. Uh, November first, we're going to be announcing uh, probably comedy, but uh, in the meantime, you can find us at Heavy Pet Comedy, all one word. Um. Don't type it in Google because you won't be able to find it. Go to Instagram and type <laughs> it. In. <laughs> um. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be at the stand. Uh, this Tuesday with a fire lineup. Um, okay. will be. I had to take off a Tuesday so I can like come yeah, to one of these dude. shows, man. I'm right. always working. Hey, we, we we go up on a Tuesday, as a philosopher once say. said. As a philosopher named McConan. McConan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're here. We're there. We're there this Tuesday, and then the following week we're going to be um, doing a show on Thursday at this place called the V Spot. The V-Spot's a really cool spot. It's a vegan restaurant out front. Mm -hmm. In the back, there's a comedy club, like a speakeasy comedy oh, club. Oh, okay. The most New York thing ever. How does it, How does? what's the entrance look like? What is it, it's, it the, what do you walk through dude, to get bro, to it? The entrance looks like a fucking vegan restaurant. It's, yeah, okay. It's, the, it's like literally a vegan restaurant. No, you walk in through the vegan restaurant, right? You're inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you get to the door that leads into the speakeasy, oh, okay. what's that? Like, what yeah, is it, yeah, disguised yeah. as something? Um, it's just, it's 
it's just curtains, red curtains, and then uh, above the top it says St. Mark's Comedy Club. But oh. it's like, but it's kind of like, it's almost like, it's very comparable to the Garrett above the Five Guys in the West Village. You know what I'm talking about? I know, I've never been there, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. you walk in, it's like, you know that there's something going on back there. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They, they don't try to like, you know, they don't try to cover it up because like this, the speakeasy comedy is, you know, getting, you know, generating business for the vegan restaurant because the guy who owns the vegan restaurant is a comic and he wanted to build his own comedy club. Nice. Shout out Alex Carbano. He's fucking incredible. Um, so, you know, he built this, this vegan restaurant with his brothers. It's a staple in... Uh, on St. Mark's and in Prospect Park called V-Spot. They both have comedy clubs in them? Um, just, or just, just the one in St. Mark's? Just the one on St. Mark's, yeah. St. Mark's and what? Uh, St. Mark's and... In between? It's, it's like the the thickest St. Mark's, just put it that way. So it's, probably between yeah, like 1st and A? Yeah, yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. When I'm there, I'm just like... I black out when I'm there, dude. It's crazy. It's yeah. like you black out just because, like, fucking, like, because <laughs> because GHB is like airborne there. You're like, really? No, it's it's St. Mark's, bro. Come on, St. Mark's. Saint I don't Mark's. ever have fucking party on St. Mark's or hang out yeah, on St. Mark's. Were you ever 21? Not on St. Mark's. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> I bet I probably would have had a fucking gauges and a lip piercing dude, or some shit for real. But also, like, oh man, it's like frat. Central. I'm oh like, yeah, for sure. I I mean I been through there, but like I didn't knew, know New York City had frats, dude. <laughs> dude. Oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> I wasn't a frat. Oh shit. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Sorry, I wasn't. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Delta Lambda Champagne. No, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm not. I wasn't in one at all. No way. Delta but Lambda Prosecco. When I did go to uh, Brooklyn College, like in my head, and like you know, because you think. Well, being from Florida, when you think of, like, fraternities and you don't know any better, you're, like, thinking, like, FSU. Right, right, Like, right. those huge fucking schools. But then I got to Brooklyn College, and they had some. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And I met one of the dudes, and he was just like, yeah, 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 come party with us or whatever one night. And I went to party with them, and it was the wackest fucking party I've ever been to in my entire life. And I was like, I can never, never do this, bro. <laughs> I can never pledge or be involved in any type of shit like this, ever. It was bad. I pledge allegiance to my dad. Yeah, pay for pay for your friendships. <laughs> pledge allegiance to my dad, who used to be in this fraternity. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, we'll we'll be at this uh, St. Mark's Comedy Club, Heavy Pet Comedy at St. Mark's Comedy Club on the following Thursday. Let me get some dates. Bro. Yeah, give me some dates. Give me some dates. Let me, let me, let me get out that calendar real quick because I ain't good at dates. That's why I'm still single. Boom. Boom. (laughs) I know. I'm great at dates, but I'm still single. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. That's what everybody says, bro. It's a great date, dude. (laughs) Uh, He's a great date, dude. Thursday, October 14th at V-Spot slash St. Mark's Comedy Club. Then back at the stand on Tuesday, October 19th. Okay. Yeah, so everybody will be able to hear about these before. And then Thursday, October 28th, we're going to be doing some sexy comedy at the Walker Hotel Tribeca. Sexy? It's just like in a sexy space. Oh, okay. Yeah, at, okay. The, at the Walker Hotel Tribeca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that one's going to be fun. There's a speakeasy down there. Um, okay. Okay. That just opened up, and we're gonna be doing. I some fucking love speakeasies, man. Yeah, dude, I do too. I do too. Um, 
I love. I think. But I think they're overrated. It's like, you know, some of them are. It's. It's like. It's all about finding them. It's. It's. It's a lot like uh, meeting up with somebody from a dating app. You know what I mean? Like, you find them and you're like super excited in the beginning, but then once you're in them. <laughs> <laughs> It's not as exciting. (laughs) 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 Bing, bing, boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Nah, I fucking yeah, I, I fuck. I haven't been to one in a long time, but it is. It's like a cool place to take. Like if you take them to the right place, if you go to the right one, it's a cool place to take a date. Right. Because it's just like, oh, look at this. Like, if, especially if they've never heard of it, or right. like, you know what I mean. And then, you know, it's always fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, shout out speakeasies. You know. I I don't love them, man. I don't like. I, like I said, like once you're inside, it's just. I like, like the ones where you go though, and you can't like it's about order. The chase. Yeah, I like the ones that you go inside and you can't necessarily like order like a specific drink. You have to just they like ask you what you like, and it's the bartender's choice. Dude, I love that type of shit. I'll tell you what, that's the worst thing for a bartender though. It's like I would hate to be a bartender. So a lot of pressure, right? It's oh, like, dude, <laughs> no, dude, I I go to like it's like you you, you take someone's order. They're like, I'm like, what, what can I get you? Like a beer. Yeah. So okay, what kind of beer? Um, a lager. I'm like, dude, like, tell me something. Like, yeah. I'm not going to come here and, like, surprise you. Then you're like, bitch, that sucked. Fuck your tip. Like, <laughs> no, I'm going to help you learn how to make decisions right here and right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even some, some fucking, like, oh, we get so many weird people. There's, like, one person who's just, like, it's like, oh, you pick. I'm, like, literally, like, not only he didn't even give me beer, he just says you pick. Yeah. At just all you, out you of have, all beers. Yeah, dude. You have margaritas. You got fucking whiskeys. You got everything. Like yeah. you pick out of any alcohol whatsoever. Just give them the most expensive thing. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bitch. Here's Casamigos. Yeah. <laughs> Casamigos. Yeah. I'm Ca- sure you got more expensive stuff than Casamigos. I mean, yeah, we do, but. Casamigos is the most expensive tequila, and people drink it a lot. It, is, it has made it. Casamigos took over Hennessy. Hennessy used to be what Casamigos is now. I right, dude, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying, I know, I do. That's that's some astute shit right there. Yeah, man. It's a lot, you got to pay attention to these cycles. Uh, <laughs> and there was a bad joke there that I was about <laughs> to do about cycles. Dude. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyway, so uh, we're gonna move on from that. <laughs> Um, so then you can find me bartending at the Grizzly Pair since we're talking about it at the Grizzly Pair on McDougal Street, 107 McDougal, right between Mid Adelaide. You're just dealing with NYU students all night, aren't you? Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. I am playing, (laughs) I'm playing professor and father. (laughs) (laughs) Go home. (laughs) Get the hell out of here. You got a test tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, NYU students. Well, it's well, you know, you're working with NYU students when they're like, "Yo, what, what kind of, what kind of alcohols in a margarita?" Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Are you like seriously? Like, I literally <laughs> got that question. <laughs> Another guy's like, "Wait, is whiskey brown?" <laughs> <laughs> For real? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, that's crazy, man. 
All right, yeah. So people can catch you at the Grizzly Pair. They can catch you at Forty Eight Hester with the Forty Eight Hester the, at my pet ram. My pet ram. Instagram is my dot pet dot ram. Boom boom bang. Um, we're doing an opening on Friday. Boom. All right, there you yeah, go. We're opening. Uh, this is coming out on Wednesday, so people perfect. will be able to know. We're doing. I'll the, send you this clip so we can. Yeah. Uh, this is one of you can promote. Perfect. Absolutely, yeah. got you, baby. <laughs> got you, baby. Uh, gang, gang. <laughs> uh, we got. Uh, yeah, we're opening a show um, on Friday. It's going to be super cool. Uh, it's a bunch of like really big pieces. Yeah. Uh, by an artist who passed away uh, last year. Her name is Hildy Hay. Um, but uh, we're we're lucky enough to have her art, so we're excited about that. And then the other thing at Jackworth Ginger Beer, at Jackworth Ginger Beer, all one word. Yep. Um, we are great ginger beer company. Yeah, dude. We're we're gonna be we, we got some things up up our sleeve. I told you the lease is getting signed and uh, we're gonna be in full production hopefully by beginning of next year. So you know, I'll, I'll sneak some prohibition style across the state borders. Oh, yeah, baby. To New York City. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring baby. me some ginger for that tum-tum. <laughs> and then, uh, God, I, I could barely keep up. You can find me at Ty underscore am underscore legend so you can keep up with all this other bullshit that I'm doing. All right, man. Yeah, bro. Yo, uh, thank you for coming in, bro. Thank we you. killed a bottle of champagne. We did other things. Yeah, no pulp, dude. No, no pulp. pulp. Right, you just, know, let's just fucking chop it up, dude. I like I like hearing my voice on this thing. Chop this is cool, right? This is shout out yeah. Pyra Studios as well, because this is the, we use them. Uh, I found them through a mutual through one of my guests. They put me onto this place. Uh, it started in like I think it started in like the in Europe somewhere, like UK area and shit like that. But they opened up studios in America, man. So well, I know that shout actually, out Pyra. Actually, funnily, because it's associated with the box, right? No, like no box. Like so there's something was called box entrance. Yeah, the box is here too. Yeah, but that's not. I don't think Pirate Radio is affiliated with them. I think it's because okay. CBS is also here too. Okay, well, yeah, box yeah. can suck it. But why <laughs> 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 you had beef with them? No, I don't know. I my my uh, actually the reason why I was like super confused and like had this like moment when I was walking in is am I at the right place? <laughs> no, neuro neuro insight. The old uh, word for. Their UK office was in a box location. Oh, okay, yeah. word. Yeah, that's why I was like, wait. Also, what the fuck is CBS doing out here? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, like, it's. I, I think it's like a certain branch of CBS. I don't think they're. You know, they're definitely not doing the news out of this place. Right. But it was the uh, gang gang branch. Yeah. yeah who knows? This deep. is where the weatherman's at. You come yeah, see her with the green screen. Yeah, in the deep back. deep in the schwick. Yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. But Tyler, hey, pleasure. Thank man. you. Money hands. Money hands. Money hands. Yeah. That was fun. All right, that was fun, man. Have a good one, dude. Enjoy your film festival. Sick.